Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, we are on episode 48 of the Knowing God Podcast. Uh, This has been so fun for me to do. It's been really encouraging to hear from many of you that have listened on how it's been helpful, the habits that you're starting to form by listening to it. And our whole team that's kind of been putting this together, we are prayerful that the longer we do this, the more fruit God will bring from it. So thank you for listening. We're glad to serve in this way. And we all that are putting this together, we're continually praying that this will be helpful for you moving forward. Here's the plan for today. We have been kind of rumbling through this section in Colossians 2, and the title of this episode is really the theme for this whole last section. Paul has been urging the Colossians, don't drift, don't fade away from Christ, because Christ is all we need. We were made alive in him, we walk in him, we grow in him, we are victorious in him. It is all about Christ. But we've been powering through for a while, and we've been hitting some of these themes. And you know, one listener actually suggested to us that at the end of some of these sections, it might be helpful just to recap what we've been looking at. You know, we go pretty slow, verse by verse, sometimes multiple episodes on a verse. And so we thought that's a good idea that we could just take an episode to look at the whole section and reflect on what God wants to teach us from it. So today. I'm going to simply read the passage and then offer up a few reflection questions for you to consider in your life. Okay, that's all it's going to be. Not much teaching, just read the passage and then offer up some questions for you. So let's read Colossians 2. I'm going to read all of 6 through 15. Okay, so this whole last section. And I'm going to go fairly slowly. So you just listen and reflect on Paul's argument here. Remember back to these last episodes, see how it's all connecting as a whole. So Colossians 2, starting in verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. 
So like I said, I'm not going to really do any teaching on that today. It's a beautiful, beautiful passage and urge that Paul is giving us not to drift away from Christ, to find our life in Christ. Uh, And you know, as I read a commentary, uh, there was a helpful summary that I'm going to use to basically base our questions off of. So let me read this quote from Daniel Aiken, and then I'll give you a few questions. This is what he says. But as in the case of the original recipients of this letter, he requires us to pursue intimacy with Jesus, to find fulfillment in the sufficiency of Jesus, and to claim our victorious identity in Jesus. Each of these steps in our walk faces specific challenges that attempt to trip us up and detour us in our journey. I think that's so good and so accurate to this text. And it is those three things that he says that have a potential to derail us and cause us to drift away. So I'm going to give you a few questions to consider around those three ideas that he's saying Paul is pushing us toward. So if you want to take some time, knock out all three here, that's great. If one of these sticks out to you, maybe as you're hearing it in one particular point, kind of it, it pricks your heart a little bit, the Spirit does something in you, I would encourage you just stick to one and just pray through that one. But here's the three ideas. First, he mentions the idea of pursuing intimacy with Jesus. If we want to be centered in Christ and grow in Him, we must pursue a genuine intimate relationship with Jesus where we abide in him. So here's the reflection question for this point for you. How might I grow in pursuing intimacy with Jesus? From this passage, maybe today you need to consider, how might I grow in pursuing intimacy with Jesus? Again, it doesn't have to be massive or world shattering. But what is a way that you can move toward intimacy with Jesus so you don't drift from Jesus? Okay, that's the first one, pursuing intimacy with Jesus. Number two, he talks about finding satisfaction in Jesus. Now, one of the main ways we drift is by looking to new or other things that seem better or more exciting. But as Aiken pointed out that Paul is saying here, Jesus is sufficient for us. So, reflect on this second question. Where do I tend to turn for greater satisfaction than Jesus? Where do I tend to turn for greater satisfaction than Jesus? And I really want to encourage you here, be honest with yourself about what you turn to. And maybe if you get something in your mind, prayerfully start building a plan to turn from that thing and pursue Jesus instead. If you're listening to these and you're in some sort of community that's helpful that you talk about this with, I would encourage you with these questions, actually build a plan. If you need to turn from something and pursue Jesus instead, tell somebody, encourage somebody to also do this, that you can help each other turn toward Jesus and find satisfaction in him. So the second one is, where do I tend to turn for greater satisfaction than Jesus? Okay, third and finally. The passage ended with us not being separate and dead in our sin, but victoriously alive in Jesus Christ. And Aiken pointed out there that we need to claim that identity in Christ. 
We are not condemned, guilty, shameful sinners primarily anymore. We are new, holy, and righteous in Christ. And we can actually live or walk, to use Paul's language, in that, in that holiness and righteousness and newness in Christ. So, the third and final question is this. What false identity am I believing about myself? What false identity am I believing about myself? And by that, I'm asking, what do you tend to believe about yourself that isn't true of you anymore because you are in Jesus? What are the things that you consistently say to yourself? I am so blank. I always blank. I'm just this blank. Whatever those things are that you tend to speak to yourself, these identity things that you give to yourself, if they are not rooted in Christ and the gospel and you are a believer in Jesus, those are not your primary identities anymore. So what false identity am I believing about myself? All right, the three questions again. How might I grow in pursuing intimacy with Jesus? Number two, where do I tend to turn for greater satisfaction than Jesus? And number three, what false identity am I believing about myself? Hope these questions can be helpful as you strive to walk with God in deeper ways. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.